Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Stock Talk. My name is Amin Reina. I'm an investment coach here at Sage Investors, and this is episode 59. And today, uh, I want to talk about something that's kind of been lingering in my mind in a while for the last while, and I've kind of just suppressed it and not really wanted to talk about it because it felt like it might ruffle some feather, feathers and it might um, piss off some people and stuff like that. But at the end of it, I said, you know what? I'm, I'm, I gotta say something. I gotta talk about it. Gotta say something about it. And uh, let's do it. So, uh, what it comes down to, as an investment coach, when I started working as an investment coach, investment coach, when I started my practice, a lot of my work that I was doing was really teaching people how to filter through all kinds of financial information, and. More, it was more like traditional financial information, like for example, uh, financial statements, how to read and interpret a financial statement, an income statement, a balance sheet, how to read an investment research report, understanding who the players are in the investment research side. So as you interpret and read financial information, you're getting a more objective view of how of what's going on in the markets or what's going on with individual stocks. That's what I started doing when I started my practice. But over the years, the last few years, we've seen, as we've all seen, we've seen an incredible shift in terms of how information, in terms of quantity of information, thanks to thanks to the internet, thanks to social media, an incredible mountain of information out there that it's just harder and harder to filter through it, especially if you're trying to make, a, you know, figure out what stocks you want to buy and sell, if you want to figure out what kind of ETFs you want to buy. It's getting harder and harder because there's just so much out there. Now, what I've noticed, though, is, um, what I've been doing now a lot more is not just teaching people how to do those tra interpret traditional forms of information. I'm actually coaching and teaching people how to interpret information on social media, and specifically what it, what it comes uh, where I'm focusing on is is blogs, financial blogs. There's a lot of really uh, a lot of articles and podcasts and uh, that kind of uh, information transfer out there. Um, but and it's been you know unfettered and free form. But there's more and more I'm seeing. I'm seeing some things that are kind of making me take pause in the types of articles and the types of uh, relationships uh, between uh, the people writing the articles and people sponsoring the articles. And what I'm specifically talking about is I'm talking about sponsored blog posts. And uh, I'm seeing uh, a lot more of it, especially in the personal finance area. And what's something that was quite you know common in other areas like you know in the consumer products and that kind of side retail side of it there's lots of you know sponsored blogs and postings out there but we're starting to see more of it in the personal finance and it kind of kind of muddies the waters a bit so in order for me to talk about what's going on right now what i'm seeing right now i need to like take a couple of steps back so you know when i when i uh when I started it, you know, when you think about traditional traditional you know media, how products and services are marketed, it's basically been what? It's been TV, radio, print. That's how products get marketed and, and sold and you know things like uh, uh, put out there. So obviously, we've, and a lot of the advertising dollars went through those those through those media channels. So what's happened? Obviously, with the internet, with the proliferation of the internet, that. The channels have changed, and now we're seeing a lot of those advertising dollars that have been in traditional media now going into social media. And so, you know, just case in point, look at Facebook, look at Google, look at Twitter. Um, 
those have been, those are like the three areas now where a lot of advertising dollars are now flowing into. And we know the crisis with traditional media, traditional print media, it's suffering, it's struggling. Well, it's all that money is now going into, into, uh, into social media. What's interesting though is that the companies that are selling, you know, the, you know, the marketing companies that are putting that are now um, going at a different way. It's not just about putting ads on Facebook. It's about going after specific channels of uh, communication, of information, and that's where the blogging side of it comes out. There are people out there who do um, write amazing blogs and write amazing content, put amazing content, who, well, also as build up a huge following and a huge following of readers. And so these companies now, corporations, have realized that you know what these are. Influencers, they call them influencers. So what they've done is tried to forge relationships with a lot of financial bloggers. I'm not, I'm just talking, I won't go financial bloggers, just, just bloggers, period. And saying, hey, um, can you write something about our company? We'll pay you. Um, write it in whatever format you want to, whatever kind of theme you want to, but uh, you know, kind of like, it's almost like uh, product placement in a sense. Um, with goods and services and so we've seen a lot of you know uh, influencers out there there's a lot of influencer websites so if you're looking to buy like a car seat a baby car seat there's blogs out there that will blog about car seats and then they will also and they're very upfront with it they'll say this blog post is sponsored by baby car seat X and they will talk about that and and a lot of times that's that's how things are now getting marketed. So it's very different mentality now. So that's been the traditional way of you know it's been more focused on consumer products and this type of influencer kind of relationship has been more on the on the product side. But what we're seeing it now is happening a lot more on the service side, and now specifically getting into uh, personal finance. So what we're seeing now is we're seeing companies like the banks. Um, Robo-advisors, fintech companies are now approaching um, really, you know, well-run, you know, financial bloggers, personal finance bloggers who write about all things personal finance and saying, hey, you know what, can you, um, let's do something, can you do something, write an article about whatever, taxes or something, I don't know, whatever, and, you know, kind of link us together and try to, try to create a kind of a link or a synergy between what they're personally facing and writing in their blogs and a product out there or a service out there. And ultimately, the, the blogger gets compensated for it. So it's interesting, and it's because, and I find this a little bit, and I, I'm kind of torn in a way with it, because um, it's a debate that's going on out there in the blogging community is whether is to how, how to go about monetizing their blog. And when I think about it, it's like, yeah, like if you're writing about something, if someone's gonna pay me to write about X or write about this or pay me to write blogs, that's a very appealing thing. And it's very easy to get consumed by and to take, you know, to, to go along with it. Um, I personally have been asked to um, write blogs um, for various other uh, financial services type companies, and uh, and I've and I've said specifically I've made a conscious decision for my practice to say no, I will not do that, because the nature of what I do as a, as an investment coach uh, and as a coach, uh, I'm a, I, I'm the, the the foundation of my of my of my practice is as offering objective. Uh, information to my customers to to teach them how to invest and teach it to them in an objective way and in, and not in a selling way saying oh yeah 
go buy Vanguard, go buy that. Because then you get into this whole regulatory and advisory kind of role, and that's something I totally don't believe in. I, I, I love to teach. That's my that's what I'm good at, and so that's the the, the competency that I like to to bring for, and that's the hallmark of my my of my practice. But I'll make no mistake. I've been asked, "Hey, you want? I'll pay you a couple thousand bucks if you write an article about this," and it's it's really tempting. And it's like, wow, you know, I could use pay for my blog, pay for my website, pay for this. If I write a whole bunch of whack of articles, like, hey, you know what? I got myself a, a thriving little little nice little uh, business going on here. But then I'm worried about the brand and worrying about my brand and what my practice is brand. Do I, am I selling out in that sense? Am I compromising that objectiveness that I'm providing to my to the people that I work with, to the customers and clients that I work with? Right now, I'm saying yes. But you know, I could be a total hypocrite and say down the road I might I might go and sell and and sell and sell chunks of 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 my uh, space. To, to for advertising to raise money. If you go on my website right now, sageinvestors.ca, there's no advertising on there. I have nothing there. There's no banner ads. There's there's nothing. It's just me and content and my practice and what I do and, and my courses. My I get compensated basically through not blogs or not sponsorships, but through my time sitting down and coaching people and teaching people how to invest and also. Um, the courses that I've offered, the online courses that I now offer, I get, I, I sell those, and I get compensated for that. And so far, it's been pretty cool. So, so from that side of it. Now, the only reason I bring this up, though, is I bring this whole concept of sponsored blogs and spon- paid sponsored blog posts, especially in the personal finance area, is I came across this article, and it was written by is a blog posting from a robo advisor. And uh, I'm not going to give the name of the robo advisor. So, and basically, it was just a, an article talking about uh, financial predictions for 2017. And so they did a whole polling of a series, asked a whole bunch of financial bloggers um, what they thought of what's going to happen. And it was interesting, though, that some of the, the, the comments for some of the bloggers, and again, I'm not going to get into it because this isn't about going after and highlighting and saying, ha, 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 not, that's not about it. It's about just the action of it and understanding the players. And where the messaging is coming from. So I read some of these posts, and they talk about fintech is going to be disrupting the financial landscape, and it's a lot about fintech. So it's interesting that a fintech company here essentially is has a lot of predictions in here from bloggers um, about fintech being disruptive and raising hell and all that stuff. But it's also interesting because I follow these bloggers, and they are absolutely wonderful people and really bright, really intelligent people. They know their stuff, they know their crap, and they can. I, I take them, but I also know for the fact that when I read their blogs, I know that some of the posts that they have there are sponsored, and I know they're actually sponsored by this particular robo advisor. So it leads me to question: If I'm the person reading this article, saying, "Oh yeah, fintech is going to be a good thing. It's going to be these are the things," and I know that the fact that, and I didn't know that perhaps there is a bit of a relationship here between the blogger and the the, the financial service company. Am I getting a truly objective? Interpretation of a specific financial concept, and that's the big question. That's the thing that right now is kind of irking at me. Is I don't know if I'm getting that, and so I'm finding myself now, as as a coach, having to teach people and mentor people to make to make people more aware of how to read a blog post because. You have to read the fine print in some of these things now because often the the, the disclosure 
of whether this is a sponsored post. It's either really up in the corner uh, somewhere or it's at the very end. And I find a few times I've had to, re I've, re I've read posts and I go, this is really interesting. And they talk about, then it kind of bleeds into a company, uh, 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 you know, a product or a service. And then I read at the end, this post, this post was sponsored by company X. And then I go, I feel kind of like I've read like an infomercial and I'm going, am I getting objective information here or am I just getting an infomercial? And so this phenomenon, I'm seeing more and more of it now in the personal finance space. And it's a dilemma. It's a real dilemma. And I really sympathize with bloggers who are having to make this decision, whether to monetize or to just stay to their altruistic um, intentions when they, I'm sure they started this blog. A lot of the people who start blogs are doing it um, to learn, for education, to share information because the traditional forms of information were crap and they're trying to offer their own interpretation, offer their own experiences. And those are, those are very good altruistic experiences, uh, altruistic intentions. And it's cool. And that's what makes, has made the whole blogosphere a very viable and commodity. But now the thing is the corporations now have seen it and are trying to get their little hands on it. So it's a real kind of, I don't know if it's an ethical or moral challenge, moral debate that people, uh, people who put out content face now is like, do I take the money or do I stay true to my principles or can I, com or can I compromise my principles and still, um, you know, publish, con publish uh, sponsored content? I don't know. But one thing we see now also, now when you read a blog now, is it'll say this post is sponsored by this, but all the opinions are mine. Now <laughs> I read that and I go, hmm, yeah, okay, so this is your interpretation of what your uh, opinions are of this particular issue, um, that's great, but then I can't get over the fact that somebody paid you to say that. So where is, like that's, where is the balance here? Where is the cover? And it's interesting, and it's funny because yesterday we were all introduced to a new term called alternative facts, and which we all never heard of before. And it's interesting as I, you know, think about this and looking at sort of this whole paid sponsorship blog content kind of thing that's going on, isn't that really sponsored content, just kind of like alternative facts? And so that's the challenge now uh, that we as investors have to face now. We have to deal, it's hard enough reading a company's financial statements, it's hard enough reading a brokerage uh, research report. Now we have to read, you have, you don't have a choice, you don't have to, but now you have to read stuff about other content in other areas in social media that may have a sponsored spin kind of uh, tinge to it. So it's something, um, whether you decide to, how you read, at the end of the day, it's up to you to consume that information. It's up to you and to follow through. And if they make a, if a, if a blogger makes a really good value proposition, makes a really good argument to consider using a specific product, then you know what, it's on you. You gotta deal with that and that's cool. But at the end, well, my job and my role as an investment coach is not to really tell you to follow this person. It's more about just be aware of who the players are and be aware of the relationships that are out there because that has those relationships and those players and how they relate go a long way to how you interpret the content. And ultimately, this is about you making a thoughtful, reasonable investment decision. And that's the key point here when it comes down to. So I know what I'm probably saying is going to piss off a lot of people, um, piss off a lot of bloggers saying, hey, what the hell are you doing? You're cutting, you're like you're working into our gig here. You're like you're shh type thing. Um, 
that's not what it, you know, that's not what it's about. My 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 duty and my loyalty is to is to my customers and my loyalty is to investors and because I want people to make good investment decisions. I want people to make thoughtful investment decisions based on objective, credible information. And so um, it's something that's been kind of irking at me because I've just seen more and more of it take place more in the personal finance side and the investing side. So it's just something I just felt like I had to say and um, get people to be aware of it. Just to be aware of it. Um, we're, we're having enough crap, you know, from the political side of it. <clears throat> the investing side is is kind of getting into that kind of that murky water area too. So, so that's all I gotta say for that. Um, if you have any questions about this, if you feel free, you wanna tell me I'm full of crap on it. Feel free to let me know. Send me an email through uh, through my website sageinvestors.ca. You can follow me on Twitter. Um, my handle is at sageinvestors, and I'm constantly tweeting in real time about uh, all kinds of things going on in the market. I tweet also all my own, own personal investment decisions because uh, it's one thing for me to teach people how to invest. It's another thing to walk the talk and to model the behavior. So I put all my stuff uh, that I make personally and the decisions I face, I put them online. Uh, I tweet them out too in real time. So that's all I got to say for you. And uh, that's all I got for today. So uh, that's about it. So that's been another episode of Stock Talk. Uh, my name is Amon Reina of Sage Investors, and we'll catch you again another time. Cheers.